Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. If you are someone still shaking your head at Dan Campbell's coaching moves in the NFC Championship game, well, get ready for more of it. Welcome to the show. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff is still the most controversial thing to come out of the championship weekend, Perloff, and we'll turn our attention to the Super Bowl. We've got a lot of 49ers talk in front of us, so sit tight. But... They're bringing back their offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson. Whether he didn't get a job at one of the last two remaining openings, the commanders of the Seattle Seahawks, or because he wasn't offered the job, or however this went down, you are running it back now with Dan Campbell and Ben Johnson, your offensive coordinator. You are probably going to sign Jared Goff to an extension. There are all the things about running it back uh, that the Lions are now going to fall into that game plan. If you didn't like the fourth down decisions, those aren't changing. If you didn't like the fact that they were super ultra aggressive and that Dan Campbell tells his fan base, if you want to watch us, you better wear a diaper because you're going to be soiling yourself with how many risks we take. None of that is going to be changing now that they're running it back with the offensive coordinator. But you say that, but everybody changes. All coaches change. Uh, first of all, the guy who is the original Dan Campbell and went for every fourth down, Brandon Staley, he became more gun-shy than any coach in the league. So what happened down. to him? I understand. So Dan Campbell, the owners called Brandon Staley and said, you better stop doing this. And they're probably, I know the result was bad. Brandon Staley never worked. But why do you think Dan Campbell won't change? Because Andy Reid changed in his career. Bill Belichick changed in his career. All good coaches change. This is a clear slight area that he could adjust. <laughs> I, I, I think he will. You I don't think, think you think Dan Campbell's going to stick to his guns and keep on going for fourth and threes? Listen, I think that they, I think in the building, they would say our formula worked. We had a 17-point lead in an NFC Championship game on the road against a team that is now a slight favorite in the Super Bowl over the Kansas City Chiefs, and they would say we're validated. We won the division. This aggressive style pulled the Detroit Lions out of the doldrums of being an irrelevant franchise, one that we all had to hold our nose and watch on Thanksgiving Day, and that had no buzz and no juice whatsoever. They've been more validated than anything about their aggressive style. So to change it now, you're right. It does look yeah. like Brandon Staley, and that dude is looking for a job right now. I, I think that if you had had another offensive coordinator come in while you lose the continuity, maybe you get somebody who's got some different kind of ideas. They want to run it back, which is great. You have this great offense. I just think you're going to get more of the same. And if you were frustrated by watching Dan Campbell, I, 
who who who's changing it now? The general manager is going to get involved. The owners. That means you got way bigger problems in your organization. God, that that's your reaction to Ben Johnson getting rehired. That was what I first thought of because that's the most fresh thing that we've seen with the Lions. My reaction was, oh boy, watch out! Other thirty-one teams should be terrified right now because you have probably the best offense coordinator in the league. You saw. You saw the way that offense was moving against San Francisco. Yeah. There were there were running lanes. There was Jared Goff having wide open targets everywhere. And they are so young and they are so talented. That's the thing. They're they might be building a mini dynasty. They've obviously they've very specifically modeled themselves after the San Francisco 49ers, who've been deep in the playoffs basically four straight years. They have so much young talent. They don't need this aggressive style anymore. Right now, they're a favorite. They don't need to play like a scrappy underdog Lions. That that's long gone. They are more talented than every team. They're going to blow teams out of the water next year. Okay, we're talking greatest show on turf stuff. They are they are the team right now in the NFL. I'm ordering a Jameer Gibbs jersey. Watch <laughs> out, Detroit. I don't know if they paid Ben Johnson or he didn't get another offer, but whatever happened, this is an unbelievable day for Detroit Lions fans. See, you were saying two different things there. What? You're saying if the offensive coordinator stays, this is the continuity where you get to keep building, right, on yeah. this great offense. So that doesn't mean you rip it all up and start from scratch, which is also what you're saying, which is they don't have to play like the underdog scrappy Lions anymore. That's who they are. Well, they're going to have a 34-point lead, not a 17-point lead, <laughs> and Dan Campbell can't blow it for them. Honestly, these, we're also talking about three plays. The fact, if they're the best team on the league, the fourth down stuff can't even hurt them. And they're really going to be very, very good offensively. Now, a little work to do defensively. Sure. They do have young stars in Aiden Hutchinson, Brian Branch, Aileen McNeil. But their offense, it, it's going to be one of those things. You can feel it coming up, kind of like uh, the Chiefs when Mahomes was young. I, I think they are wow. going to be really, really hard to stop. You know Jared year. Goff is not Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Jared Goff scored 54 and beat Patrick Mahomes a few years ago. Jared Goff is fine. I, you saw that they're number three in offense this year, and they are young. If they take a little step up and go to number one in offense, I wouldn't be surprised. But they should be celebrating right now in Detroit. And that ownership group is doing everything great. I mean, there is no reason to be down. I understand the loss, and I understand I don't like Dan Campbell's fourth down calls, but... I don't think it's going to matter. You're going to be so good next year. Okay, well, I just watched the number one offense for this entire season lose at home in the AFC Championship game because a better defense came and beat them. I watched the San Francisco 49ers put together and rebound, to their credit, from a horrible first half defensively and get after Jared Goff in the second half where Goff made some good plays. Like It's not like he had a really bad game. But you also saw the limitations where when Goff has to move and has to move around, then he becomes a different quarterback. If he can sit there in a clean pocket, sure, he can throw passes all day. That was the number one overall pick. He, he clearly has the talent. But on the second failed fourth down, the fourth and three, when they got him moving, that play was dead in the water. You could say, oh, they never should have gone for it. But there was a difference between those quarterbacks. Jared Goff was stationary. And Brock Purdy started to use his legs in the second half, and that was one of the big differences for why one team's going home and the other team's going I, to Vegas. I I really think you're looking at isolated plays and not the big picture because we're talking about a whole season here sure. and looking at the next season. I, I'm not disagreeing. Sure. Listen, Jared Goff, I don't want him moving at all. But I still think <laughs> Jared adventure. Goff, I mean, what's the number? The real number one offense in the NFL is clearly Miami, which has a very similar thing. 
You just need yeah, somebody. They lost to, yeah, you need someone to distribute to the weapons. But still, they're a blitzkrieg on offense. They just happen to get all hurt. And who knows if they're all healthy? I think that the Lions are going to be that kind of offense. And I think Ben Johnson is elite at wow. play calling. I just even get the Niners game. They didn't lose because there wasn't enough offensive opportunities. They lost. Bees of a fumble, a, a fluke catch by Brandon Ayuk. There's nothing wrong with their system in general. I mean, right. I'm I'm thrilled to run this back. Okay, and part of their system though is the aggressiveness on fourth down. But I think that's a minor part. And honestly, I think they're going to be so ahead of team. Uh, te- their schedule gets a lot harder next year, so that's one thing. But I think they're going to be uh, blowing teams out of the water next year. I, I feel like not that. Yeah, I honestly, this is Andy Reid, Young Mahomes. Uh, I think Goff's going to have an MVP-like season next year in the sense that Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott had MVP-like season. He's going to have gigantic numbers. I think that their running game is the probably the most dynamic, maybe outside of Miami's in the league, maybe San Francisco. But they're all those teams are all very similar. They are just going to be very, very hard to stop. And if they had lost Ben Johnson, I think the excitement level would have immediately gone away. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. If you want to weigh in on this story, again, we'll get to the 49ers and Chiefs and, and Super Bowl stuff, but wanted to wrap up some news that happened after the show yesterday. There's another read on this that is funny because EJ was talking about this yesterday, and I hadn't thought of this angle, and I want to give you credit for it, which is Ben Johnson still being in the building gives the Lions a coach to go to if they decide they want to move on from Dan Campbell. Okay, I had not thought about that. I think they're building statues for Dan Campbell. I know everyone who hated the fourth down decisions wants this dude run out of town. I think they love Dan Campbell. I think he is the franchise. He's like their Mick Jagger to the Stones. Like there, There is no this Detroit Lions to me without Dan Campbell. You guys maybe like Ben Johnson a little bit more. That could really create a tough dynamic. You can't have your offensive coordinator outshining your head coach. And again, I don't think that's possible because Dan Campbell is such a big personality. We watched him play. We watched him play in college. Dan Campbell's been in our lives as sports fans a lot longer than Ben Johnson has been. But that is a danger here when you have everyone giving the credit to the offensive coordinator and giving the blame to the head coach, which is exactly what happened after the NFC Championship game. That could set up not a great dynamic, too, especially if, is this true that Ben Johnson wanted $15 million a year to be a head coach? This dude might, I don't know about this dude. If that, if that stuff is real, I don't know where he would come come across that number. I understand the logic of this, but just the visual of Big Dan Campbell <laughs> and mild-mannered Ben Johnson on the sideline, that guy's not—he's too afraid to stab Dan Campbell in the back. There's And also, I— Dan Campbell was 12 and 5 with the Lions, the Detroit Lions. He's obviously ascending. I'd say he's one of the probably top five to 10 coaches in the league right now. They're not letting him walk out the door. No, Dan no... Campbell is the franchise yeah, yeah, right yeah. now because he's no, not he's, getting outshined anything, by they, golf. They would hire him a 20 year extension right now. They're into Dan Campbell, I, I think, because of all the good vibes. I don't sense, I understand what it's a really good theory. But I don't think this is no. Let's just eyeballing Ben Johnson and eyeballing Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell is the clear alpha in this entire situation. Right. And Aaron Glenn and Ben John, Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator, and Ben Johnson are outstanding coordinators. But they don't even begin to take any of the shine away from. We've had situations like that, but this is not one of them. This is more like Norv Turner and Jimmy Johnson. Like Norv was hot, yeah. but nobody was questioning Jimmy Johnson. EJ, you think could this set up a tough dynamic? I don't think the dynamic will be tough. 
unless Dan Campbell makes it tough. If he screws up, he makes issues. Well, then, yes, there will be questions about whether or not Ben Johnson should be the head guy, which is, I think, something Ben Johnson was thinking about when he looked at the options and saw Seahawks. Not as bad as I think maybe he would have thought. Honestly, they have good skill players, but questions at quarterback, questions about future, and the commander situation is just a rebuild, complete rebuild in a place that has a lot of pressure. So he looked at that and said, well, I mean, I got to basically, like Perloff said, I agree. Like maybe a budding dynasty here in Detroit. We got great linemen, great receivers, good quarterback. Uh, defense is young, not not great, but getting better. Right. Dan Campbell keeps screwing up the way he screwed up last week. I might be the head man. <laughs> Sit here and wait. Yeah, and I think that these NFL coaches, they're smart. They're not like they see the landscape too. And it would have made more in a year from now, we could be talking about you know, head coach Ben Johnson of the Detroit Lions. Wait, why wouldn't you guys think, and we're talking about uh, the Detroit Lions and their offensive coordinator, who's like this, the hot coordinator, hot candidate for this coaching cycle is going to be back with Detroit. So we're talking about the ramifications there. But like, why wouldn't you think that Campbell and Ben Johnson's fortunes are tied together? I mean, do you think that Ben Johnson is trying to like step in front of the moving train of Dan Campbell being like, don't go for it on fourth down, man. They're in it together. I but mean, if gonna, Dan Campbell goes, he goes, doesn't he? But there's going to be a fall guy. And to yeah. me, we yeah. saw on Sunday, if there's going to be a situation when the Lions <laughs> grew up, who the fall guy is going to be, we all learned who that is. But again, it's going to be Dan Campbell. They should want to build a statue for Dan Campbell. I, I, I don't, he's the dude there. I think you're the only one in America who's blaming Ben Johnson for going for it on fourth down. He has he's nothing impl- to do with it. He's complicit. Head coaching, you know, you head, the head coach. No the head coach makes the fourth down call, not the offensive play caller uh, in this situation. Here's the thing, too. I don't think Seattle's a good job. Pete Carroll said the non-football people were making decisions, so Seattle's off the table. That, yeah. Ben Johnson should have been terrified about that situation. Yeah, did Pete Carroll and Washington, buddy the waters on the way out. Washington is going to mean a decade to uh, get unrid, unrid everything from Dan Snyder, so that's not a great job either. Who knows? I do See, not I'll disagree with you on that. Yeah. You got the second overall pick. Yeah, but. It, Yes, and who's that going to be? Whoever you want it to be. Yeah, it's not going to be Caleb Williams. His name, whoever it is, it's not Caleb Williams. Okay. So that's, I don't think Drake May or Jane Jane Dennis. Dennis, yeah, I don't think that's that's enticing you away from the Detroit situation. Honestly, if you're Ben Johnson, you have a great year next year, what's sitting there for you? It's just sitting there. Dallas Cowboys? The Dallas Cowboys. Why would you leave for a, a job what's where you're going to get fired? What's that situation going to be? Well, the Pre- same exact thing as Jared Goff. You have Dak Prescott. They're basically twins. So you have, why would you go to Washington where you're probably going to flame out in three years or Seattle where the ownership group's not great now? And that team is, they do have good young players. I love the Russell Wilson trade, but you're not sure about quarterback. So I would wait if I were him Man, and be, have a great waiting year. waiting out that Dallas job. If he wants $15 million a year, that Jerry's not giving him that. I don't know. It just feels like there's going to be a more ideal situation. Uh, there was a report that Ben Johnson only wanted the Chargers, so he clearly has a, a an a eye for quarterback. <laughs> yeah, he's got. Hey, let me look at this. Uh, <laughs> I got Sam Howell here in Seattle. I may or may not have Geno Smith here in Seattle. Uh, Justin Herbert would have been nice. <laughs> so, and it, listen, he doesn't need the greatest quarterback because he's doing a lot with Jared Goff, who's not Justin Herbert. Honestly, Ben Johnson's doing the smart thing here. They are building something cool, and he's going to be even hotter next year. He'll get that fifteen million next year. Uh, I don't know. This is also going to be a very different situation for the Lions where your expectations are now through the roof. Bring with it jo- on. With Jordan Love in the division, with Caleb Williams. We don't know what oh, else get out of here. is going to go. Who knows what's going to happen? I don't know. I can't say Minnesota. but Yeah, I like through, it. I like everything you're saying. Through the roof. Well, you have this GM who's on an all-time tear. He's got one more draft to bring stars into the building. Oh, my God. I, I am... 
Honestly, Pete, you're going to get mad at me. This is my other NFC team, the Detroit Lions. No, you can't do it, guys. No. We have to stop this madness with this bandwagon. It's 14 past the hour. We're just getting 14 (laughs) minutes into the program, and we're already bothering me. Let's go, Lions. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Pete was annoyed before he walked in. You know, he's like, I know Perloff's going to pick another bandwagon. I had a feeling. I had a feeling. It's Wednesday. Sitting in the car, knowing (laughs) knowing, uh, behind all this traffic this morning. I had a feeling. I had a feeling something was going to was gonna tick me off. It's it did already. It's a day that ends in Y. It means Perloff is taking another bandwagon. I can't. Honestly, <laughs> I was a little shocked that Ben Johnson's going back. I thought our guy Boomer had reported that the commanders had honed in on him. Weren't you guys all sure he was taking a head coach job? This is a victory day for the Detroit Lions. Uh, this is uh, have a mini parade in in Detroit. Not get worried about fourth down. I, listen, <laughs> they, they will be worried about fourth down Do now for the end of time. Look at Ben Johnson. I just, I strongly disagree with you, Maggie. There is no way that Ben Johnson gets in Dan Campbell's ear on fourth down. Dan Campbell's going to do what <laughs> Dan Campbell. The guy's two hundred eighty pounds. They're not. No, Dan Campbell. If, it's a uh, philosophy. It's an identity. You walk up to Dan Campbell and tell him to kick the field goal. <laughs> no Good luck shot. with that. Good, Good luck shot. with that. And little little Ben Johnson, he has no prayer to get in his head you coach's know, ear on that one. I think that we're finding out about some of these guys. We don't know as much about these coordinators as we think we know. No, no idea. Some of them write tell-all books. We find out a lot about them after the fact. We'll get into that a little bit later. But we don't know as much about these guys. They're all kind of crazy. And I think you have to be to coach in this league. Listen, as somebody who has gone through painful losses being a fan, these things don't just go away. Well, look at look at San Francisco and Kyle Shanahan. They've had a lot of painful losses, and they keep coming back. It's not it's not a death knell because they blew this game against the Niners. Well, we'll see. They'll be back. Two one two. Will no, no, sorry. Let me amend that. We'll be back. Oh gosh. gosh. Don't let him do this. Another NFC team to boot, which just but they're NFC North. Even just more cringeworthy because you already root for an NFC team. I kind of like the Packers with Jordan Love, too. Get out of here. <laughs> that loser hat is coming. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, we should be bringing that out today. Oh, man. It's in the office. I dare you to find a bigger Cal Williams fan in this, in this room, too. <laughs> <laughs> and Kirk Cousins. Can I root for the whole NFC North? They, are, they have all of a sudden built something special. Let's go. You know, this might elevate from the loser trucker hat to the poop emoji hat. I had to put both on. Wear <laughs> <laughs> 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. All right, we get into the 49ers. What, if there is going to be an Achilles heel for this team in the Super Bowl matchup with the Chiefs, what is it going to be? We'll get into that next. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. It's pencil right now, but I'm looking at my Lions being the next year's Super Bowl, which I – where are Don't we Don't let them do this, America. Oh, come on. Everybody – this is America's team, though, the Detroit Lions, right? They have to be. The little the little I, engine that could, I a little Motor City. I think they lost some people with the – not kicking the field goal to go up 17. Do you really? You think I do. That, I think that they lost some people. They didn't lose me. I, I, I got it. I, I was expecting them to go for it on both of those fourth downs just because we've been watching Lions games all year. But, no, I think they lost a lot of people with those decisions. I don't think so. I, I think a lot of neutral fans were crushed watching them lose that game and felt like, oh, they have to get redemption. If this was a movie, they have to come back and Dan Campbell has to get the fourth down I think next they lost, time. I think they lost people with Perloff becoming a fan. <laughs> <laughs> they see Perloff coming for the bandwagon. They exit. Like, oh, no, here we go again. He's jumping to our team. Well, it's not all Perloff's bandwagons have failed. I mean, the Eagles did win. 
That's not a bandwagon. I've been on them my whole life. Okay. Any, I mean, other, any other of your bandwagons ever win? I mean, I don't think the Chiefs is a bandwagon because they have Andy Reid, who obviously is a Philadelphia guy. They have Steve Spagnuolo, a Philadelphia guy. That's basically the Eagles West. So okay. I, I get to root for them. You definitely do not get the reason. I mean, they beat you in the Super Bowl, so yeah. I think that probably takes but, it out. But that was uh, that was not a contentious beat us in the Super Bowl. Like the Chiefs and the Eagles players all hugged afterwards. That was good. We're we're fine. They hug after every Super Bowl. You realize <laughs> I, that, right? But there was no animosity between the Chiefs and the Eagles players. It's Ask not James like, Bradbury. Oh, like they have a James Bradbury the was the one guy admit because oh yeah, I did commit that foul. I'm like, there's way too many good vibes. <laughs> Let's go to the phones. Rich is in Chicago. Good morning, Rich. You want to talk about the Lions and uh, Perloff's new bandwagon team? Yeah, I got two things, and I'll I'll be brief. But talk about the Lions and Dan Campbell. And Perloff kind of touched on this. And being embedded in the NFC North, unfortunately, because I'm not from here, uh, know a lot about it. You know, suffer through the Bears and their their competitors. But think about this: you've got the youngest team improving in Green Bay. You've got the Vikings, if Cousins comes back, a very legitimate playoff team. And you got the Bears with the biggest draft in the history. And they they were improving at the tail end of last year and will only get better. Now, you talk about the Lions' schedule. They're, they're going to have a much more difficult schedule. But how about playing those three teams in your own division? I think the Lions aren't even going to repeat as NFC North champions. Wow. Do you like Green Bay, Rich? Yeah, I like Green Bay. Yeah. I like the Bears. I like the Bears behind Green Bay. Bears? Oh, come on. Get, all right, Rich, show bet. There's no way the Bears with a rookie quarterback are winning that division. Well, you don't know if it's going to be a rookie. You know, that hasn't been oh. determined. Hasn't been determined. i got to tell you something. Taking that first pick and doing something with Fields because he's got one year left on the rookie contract, you know, they still could draft a quarterback in the second, third round. They've got seven of the top 52 picks. Oh, Rich, they, they've got so many picks, but uh, thanks for the call, bud. They'd be insane to pass on Caleb Williams. And I'm not even, I don't even know if Caleb Williams is going to be good. I'm just talking about the process would be so flawed if you have mm. two bites at mm-hmm. the apple for the number one overall pick and you pass on both of them trading to Carolina last year and then doing it again. That is a flawed process. Well, except that it worked out beautifully last year by not taking Bryce Young. But it did, but you didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, but the. But you have to admit, like, that that was oh. a stroke of luck. Well, maybe they dodged a boat, but we don't even know if they would have taken Bryce Young. So if you add the number one pick, maybe they take C.J. Stroud, and then what are we talking about? Uh, yeah, but you had, I don't think they really were even looking at quarterback. They probably would have taken Bryce Young. I think most teams would have taken Bryce Young. That being said, uh, Caleb Williams is a surefire star. I mean, there is, there's no doubt. It's a different – I totally agree. With, can't you can't pass, pass on him. And I actually disagree with Rich, who – you know, seems to have a really good sense of where these things are going. They're not keeping Justin Fields, right? They put this tweet out the other day about how great Justin Fields is. Felt to me like a goodbye tweet. Mm. They have to bring in Caleb Williams. But one thing about Detroit's schedule, this is uncanny, Maggie. Okay. Listen to they, they have all their home games. It is a tough schedule. They hit the road, Green Bay, Chicago, then Minnesota, Arizona, Houston, Indianapolis, San Fran, and Dallas. That's five of their eight road games are in domes. How is that possible? (laughs) This team is going to play... 13, at least 13 dome games. See, I don't love that if I'm the Lions. (laughs) You want some practice outside? Yes. I mean, look at some of the things that came back to bite teams even in the playoffs. You had Miami not being good in the cold. I know, death taxes, and the Dolphins can't play in the cold weather. You had the Ravens couldn't play from behind because they never had to play from behind the entire season. They were caught totally flat-footed on that. 
you need experience for these things. You need to go through all the ups and downs of a season just to be prepared for anything in the playoffs. Let me get this straight. So you think the Ravens should have let the other team score some touchdowns early? <laughs> no, I'm just saying <laughs> or, it, was, it wasn't their fault. It was their yeah. good fortune that they were so good. But they never – they were down right. one score in the first half, and they were playing like they were down 30 to nothing. Yeah, and, I mean, listen, they're not – they're bottom half of the league passing teams. They don't need to pass because they're the best running right. team. So that's a good point. Uh, Miami would have had home field if everybody didn't get hurt. So I, I think that's a little different, right? They, they would not have had to go – the cold game at all. I I know, but Miami hasn't had a home playoff game since like the nineties. It, it was, but it was all that. set up this year. They lost everybody, and it didn't matter if they were playing home or away. Without their top five defenders, how are they going to win these games? So, to me, that was injury. You think it was the cold? I think that again, death taxes. Miami Dolphins can't play in the winter or can't play in the cold weather. And everyone's saying, "Oh, Tua, he's from Hawaii. There's no way he can yeah. play in these negative temperatures." I mean. Patrick Mahomes is from, like, the heart of Texas. I can't imagine it gets very cold where he's from. But the the other part is, like, how do you make sure that once you walk into a game, you're not at such a disadvantage? Yeah. A dome team going outside, a, a warm weather team going to cold weather. Home field. I mean, that's what you got to do. You got to you gotta really try and win though. a lot of it. Well, you, you said this year the number one seed is so important to get to the Super Bowl. It actually, it's uh, not. Well, this, for the 49ers. For the 49ers, it works out. I mean, you, first of all, you get that bye. But I think... I think for Miami and Detroit, it's home field. Detroit actually got kind of lucky that the weather was okay in San Francisco because if it was raining, I'm not sure they'd get that big lead. We didn't even talk about the crowd. Do you think Detroit loses that game if they're in Detroit? Um, No. Right. And no, does they San Francisco win, win if they're, they if win they're not game. at home? I mean, yeah, the, I mean, the crowd was a big factor when San Francisco started making their comeback. So Detroit, their schedule does get tougher, but you're right. They have to go all in to try and get home field so they don't have to go to San Francisco again. I mean, really, you look at the NFC I think you're looking at San Francisco and Detroit at the top and maybe Green Bay uh, floating around. So Notice you didn't put the Cowboys in there. I didn't put the Cowboys and I didn't put the Eagles in there because I can see where the wind is blowing. Yeah, We will get more into 49ers and Cowboys. You had Jerry Jones talking at the Senior Bowl yesterday. Lots to do. Peter Schwartz is here doing updates. Good morning, sir. Good morning. We're sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Looking for careers and apply flexibility online today. And great we'll pay benefits. Go to Progressive.com. We'll in the NBA as the Warriors hosted the Sixers. Curry now working on Harris. Shows him the dribbles. Shot clock at five. Got to make the move. Step off the dribble. Three. Yes! Curry with the triple. Ten to one since Curry came back on the floor. Tim Roy on Warriors Radio. Warriors over the Sixers. 119-107. Curry with 37 points. And Steph Curry is going to take on Sabrina Ionescu of the New York Liberty at NBA all-Star Weekend in a three-point contest. Curry's going to shoot from the NBA three-point line with NBA basketballs. And Ionescu, who is the WNBA single-season three-point champion, she is going to shoot from the WNBA three-point line with WNBA basketballs. Okay. Did you guys hear Steph Curry, though, post-game yesterday? They were asking about it on TNT, I believe. What day was it? It was Lefko talking to him. Um, and Curry goes, and I think she's going she's gonna to shoot from the NBA three. I was like, oh, Curry. <laughs> she, twe- already, she tweeted that. That she's going to shoot from the NBA She tweeted, three. said, I, I just saw it up on the on the screen. She said, I'll shoot from the NBA three. Let's get it on or something like right. that. Yeah. But I, now it's official. She will be shooting from the WNBA three. Well, I'm just reading it from the press release. Yeah. Say she's going to shoot it from WNBA, but that's I, up to her. I guess it doesn't matter. Well, I mean, it definitely matters, but I mean... She has, she's so she good. Has, yeah, I mean, she has unlimited range. What I mean, do you think she's practicing from? I'm sure she's practicing from an NBA three. Yeah. 
Oh, you mean for this competition or, or I'm just, just in saying general? in general? Like, I mean, it's like putting a donut on the bat. Well, I mean, I don't like, think there's a lot of. Honestly, I don't know if there are a lot of courts that have NBA three-point lines. Like, you'd yeah. have to find a court that has one. So, so I play this place called Brooklyn Post in Williamsburg that has all the threes. Uh, and I'm pretty good from the, the normal three-point line. The NBA three-point line is like a half-court shot. You're basically, oh, okay. it's like you're <laughs> yeah. coming it down from the like center. Okay. It is. I cannot believe that these guys, that Damian Lillard just flicks it like it's nothing. It's got to be, if, at EJ, you know this. It yeah. feels like it's 70 feet away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the court, a random court in Queens, a, a, a outdoor court, for some reason had an NBA three-point line. I love playing there because it actually made you work on your jump shot. But, yeah, it's 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 ridiculously far. It's a heave. Yeah. But, okay, <laughs> it's, but it's a big difference. She's obviously she, cool with it. But doesn't she normally launch a lot of her threes from well beyond the arc anyway? I think like, it's like yes. her, Caitlin Clark. Like, they, they're unconscious. Caitlin Clark is a logo person for sure. I will say, though, I mean, she, this is happening because Sabrina went on that 28 for 30 run greatest three-point shooting performance we'd ever seen. I mean, she did that shooting from the regular WNBA line. Right, right. So I think for me, I'd prefer to see her shoot at the WNBA line because I want to see her shooting from her regulation right, line right. with what she did. I don't want to have this happen where maybe she loses and we say, well, she only lost because she didn't get to shoot from the WNBA line. Uh, she should shoot Listen, from the WNBA line because that's why she's here. I'm just going to give you a little update on what's going to happen here. No matter what <laughs> happens, people are going to find a way to dunk on Sabrina Inescu because misogyny is alive and well in this country. However, I don't think that this – I like this and everyone's bringing the right attitude and opportun- and, and, and vibe to it. It does not feel like Billie Jean King, Bobby Riggs. This is not the same type of situation where it feels like the weight of the world is going to be on Sabrina Inescu to try to prove something that women shouldn't like be in the kitchen. It's going to be a fun event. I, I think, think that's it, what it's I think all take, about that. Also, I think that's in part because I don't because Curry's not Bobby Riggs. You know, Bobby Riggs was playing the Lothario, you know, sort of blowhard dude. You that know, was back then. That was a lot of theater. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Riggs was trying to make money off sure, that, and I mean, he succeeded. I think there was always that conspiracy theory that he had bet on Billie Jean King, right? I mean, there's an underlying issue here that is sort of show-related. Uh, EJ is a big Saturday skills guy at a uh, in-season <laughs> tournament guy. Saturday night. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like the dunk contest, but the rest of NBA Saturday night has been awful for a long time. And usually, by the way, three-point contest lost interest to me when Larry retired. Like, come on. Oh my that was gosh. a while ago. Yeah, 1980, I, know. 1980. I know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I have not thought. Did you even know who won last year's yeah, three Carl point? Carl Anthony Towns. Well, wow, that was two years ago. Oh, yeah. sorry. Last year, I don't remember. I have no. I, I'm looking at the list of winners. It's Wait, so random. Hold on one second. Wait, Steph won a couple years. What do you mean? I got to be honest, Pearl. If you're going to say I haven't watched since Larry Bird <laughs> retired, it's, you're doing a little back in my day, a little get off my lawn. Of I, well, I'm just saying, like, the, I, I think I'm in a large majority. People do not like the Saturday night skills contest. I, I think so. Larry Bird's mean, last three million was, people watched it. You always do this. Three, say, million, say, three no, million. Three million. Three million. No, what is this like a. Uh, a sh- Panthers Falcons game and three million is that's a good number or a bad number? No, well, that's a lot of people. You say nobody likes it, and then I say, well, three million people. Oh, that's not a lot of people. It's like three well, million. No, it's people, a terrible sports rating for an event, right? Well, but it's, it's not it's a, a game. It's an exhibition. It's not. Yeah. It's not a game. It's, Why does the Pro Bowl get ten million? It's football. It's totally yeah. different. Why can't they just make the best players participate? Like when back in the day when you had you know Jordan was doing yes. you know doing it all the time. Make the guys play. If they're gonna if they're gonna take games off during the regular season, then the NBA should say to them, okay, if we're gonna take a, a random game off on a Tuesday, you're gonna be in the dunk contest. Mm. I think I think that they I think you guys underestimate how diverse the NBA audience is and how young it is. Like yes, I think of the older group. 
yes, a lot of people don't care about it. But there are a lot of young folks and a lot of other folks who do watch this thing every year. Listen, I think it it also is for younger people. Like I watch the dunk contest now and I realize this isn't for me. Yeah. It's 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 not an event. It's like watching Nickelodeon slime TV. <laughs> right. I get it. It's yeah. it's good for what it is. It's not for someone who's my age. Hence why Larry Bird was the last time I was <laughs> yeah, interested. I've actually eight. proven your theory. It was 88. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, are you kidding me? I I just think the the NBA All-Star game keeps reinventing itself to try to get interesting like it just lost something to me. I, I watched an old dunk contest from 1989 on NBA TV the other day. All the stars were there. It was Dominique versus Jordan mm-hmm. versus Drexler. It definitely, like, All-Star Weekend has become much more of a, like, sort of, let's all hang out and be together. Well, and more, it's not the same. And we know that. There's ways for these guys to showcase themselves. Like, Jordan dunking, that was probably... That, that was a big thing because a lot of eyeballs on it and Nike wants him doing it and everything. Now these guys, you put out an Instagram post of you working out, it's... Probably has a similar you, reach. And I'm, I did the three million for the views, but if I go and show you the YouTube views for how many people watch Mike Mac McClung's dunks, you'd probably be on the floor. Yeah. How many millions? Well, it's kind of made that. for social it's a, media. Yeah, it's a different. It's a like the way we view sports in terms of the football is the only sport where I think you could look at ratings and say, okay, that's how I you can measure it. I think NBA, you cannot do that. It's totally different. Okay, I totally understand. And this obviously is the old man get off my lawn take. But you have to admit, <laughs> back when the stars were in the dugouts, it's a lot better than whatever oh, there now. I, I think mean, that, yeah, even I, 10 I, years ago, even see Blake Griffin. Like, Blake yeah. Griffin's never going to do that again. You're not going to see Zion in the dunk contest. No, we missed those guys. But at the same time, it wasn't like Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine was 50 years ago. Yeah, and even and now <laughs> and it, feels, it feels like a long time ago because now guys like that are not even doing it. It's they, got, it gets worse every year. They did a mistake. They made a mistake when they took away the Elam Edding. The Elam ending is great. They're not. I don't think they're doing it anymore. Well, no, because the guys they didn't even take to that anymore. So the Elam ending was instead of just having the clock run out on the quarters, it was you had to get to a certain number of points. Yeah, and it made it a lot more competitive, like first one to twenty-one. All right. Except that smart people like me still had trouble wrapping their head around how it worked. <laughs> they, they need a better name. Every, every year, we're like, names. wait, wait, how's that Elam ending work again? <laughs> I mean, the All-Star game itself, all All-Star games are kind of weak. I mean, you know, they're, MLB, they're, I think they're fun. MLB, MLB, I think, is the best by far. Yeah, and even that is not what it used to be, probably, because now you have interleague play, so yeah. you should never see these guys, yeah. but it's the, hard. The NHL completely ruined their All-Star game with this three-on-three nonsense, because I always liked the All-Star game when it was conference versus conference, and they totally fix something that wasn't broken. Sorry, quick question. They got rid of the draft, too, right? Now they're going back to the old way because... For yes, basketball, East-West. yeah. Yes. I'd like to know the behind it. What, what ruined that? Was it LeBron-related? No, but that was always... You could you could tell who was yeah, the next but, person to team up by how they yeah. drafted their team. It was a free agency recruiting yeah, tool. It yes. was. <laughs> and LeBron kept picking Steph and, Curry. And Giannis obviously picked Dame, right? Yeah. And LeBron raised his eyebrow like, ooh, yeah, I'll miss that. But <laughs> it, was right, EJ. it was also impossible to tell who was on whose team. I think it was a bad the, – the draft was cool-ish, but I think the actual execution of the game, it didn't work. And Giannis kept changing the coaches. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. I got to so Saturday night this year I will watch for Steph and Sabrina because I'm I'm putting a hundred bucks on Sabrina. Who's with me? I uh, this, not, you have to bet I'm this not thing right against Steph Curry. Yeah. Though I did win what like two hundred dollars on Carlton Towns a couple years ago. Yeah, this is oh you did. I did. <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. First bet I've ever did. I was like I'll wow, <laughs> throw fifty on this. Wow, way to go. He had terrible odds. I was like, is anybody watched him? He makes threes all the time. Anyway. 
Anything else, Pete? Yeah, in New York, the Knicks beat the Jazz 118-103. Head coach Tom Thibodeau's team has won eight in a row. Our guys are playing hard. They're defending. They're rebounding. They're sharing the ball. They're playing smart, and they're playing tough. And uh, I think that goes a long way. They're bringing the best out of each other, but we still got a long way to go. And wow. the Knicks are fourteen and two in jail. Well, they're going to finish fourteen and two in January. That's an electric style. I mean, that is fan favorite right there. We're playing tough. We're playing hard. We're playing defense. We're going out <laughs> in the win. second round. Better record than the I don't care what uh, the guy sounds they, like. They are the most unentertaining team in the league right now. They're good, but the they're that uh, mean? I mean, Tom Thibodeau. Oh God! Did you hear what he said there? Uh, they, they are fourteen and two this month. How are they the most unentertaining team? Because just this is Tom Thibodeau. We're going to play defense in the regular season. And we're going to be the only team to play defense. Oh, God. Oh, God I'm, so, team, I'm actually excited for the success to watch you guys fall later God on. God forbid a team what? plays in the regular season. Yeah, you complain, about, you complain about people not playing, taking the regular season seriously. Then the Knicks do, and you say, oh, it's so boring. Like, well, I'm a Sixers fan. I hate the Knicks, of course. I mean, <laughs> today. Yeah, yeah okay. No, so, that's, a, that's not a bad way. I'm going Saturday night to see LeBron play the Knicks, and I'm, I, I'm on the court, so I do have to root for the Knicks, but it's, I'm going to be faking it. Oh, just, yeah. you know. Nice. Uh, how do you get on the court? How do I? You, know, the court? Oh, you don't know about Perloff's connection. Yeah, Perloff's hey, got the hookup. Yeah, I could actually get you StubHub link so you can sit in the top row. What do you mean? How do I get on the court? <laughs> how did you get there? He's You're McLovin. A Sixers fan. <laughs> uh, per- yeah. The world comes to Perloff. Perloff doesn't go to the world. You know. People just offering <laughs> don't him leave, courts. Don't, don't leave early because he'll do you like a Emrata. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest. Perloff invited EJ, and EJ said no thanks. Yeah, I can't wait after this game to to another game. It was like the was the Magic. I mean, come on, no, feet are on the floor of the garden. It was uh, the Clippers. Oh, was the Clippers right? James Harden. Yeah, you gotta take that. It was Jets Monday Night Football. The season was still on the line. They were playing. You're lucky you won that bet off of Carl Anthony Towns because that was that showed poor decision making. (laughs) College basketball. We had an upset in Atlanta last night. Lobbed up to Bacon. Hands off Davis down the left side. Takes a bump. Banks it up. No good. Tapped off the glass. Doesn't fall. Jackets win. Jackets win. Jackets win. The Jackets win. Uh, the call on Georgia Tech Radio Network. Georgia Tech upsets number three, North Carolina, 74-73. And it was quite a happy birthday for Tom Izzo. No, not the Tom Izzo that works on this floor. But yeah. Michigan State beat Michigan 81-62, giving Spartans head coach Tom Izzo his 700th career win. And it came on his birthday. Izzo glad all of those wins came with Michigan State. What I was going to do in my career, when I was going to quit, if I was going to go to the NBA, if I was do it. And so many coaches have changed, and I've just kind of – Hung in there, and that's what happens when you hang in there. I mean, 700 wins is pretty impressive even to me, but 700 wins at the same school, that means a lot to me. And one, I mean, they're just kind of, well, you know, they, he's got a, how do I want to say this? Do we think this record's going to stay? Because we've had Bayheim, we've had others who've had these big time, and then all of a sudden the NCAA comes in, and now they start taking. I'm not saying Izzo's doing oh. anything that would warrant that, but do we think, would we bet this ah, number is going to hold? Like Bayheim, yeah. yeah. Yes. You think so? I think yeah. he's fine. I mean, Izzo's yeah. great. He's been awesome to us. Yeah, but. I mean, that's, I mean, listen, Michigan State Athletic Department, there's nothing lower in the. I was going to say, <laughs> I mean, they are they've the avoided scum of the scum. The basketball be has avoided some of the yeah. really bigger, more embarrassing things that have gone on. There. Embar- just. Outright evil things that have happened there with Larry Nasser and all that. Yeah, that that is right. not a good. I mean, remember there have been calls to just get rid of sports there, but Izzo has been a, above it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think he gets 
gets those vacated. I, no, yeah. I don't. I don't think so either. I just I, whenever whenever a coach in college hits a big number, yeah, I'm like huh. But the funny thing is, Izzo hasn't had great players, right? Like that's that he never really gets the best players. He just wins with his guys. So I don't think he has any recruiting violations, but who knows? I don't think so. And the Baltimore Orioles sold one point seven two five billion dollars to a group led by Carly Group Incorporated co-founder David Rubenstein, who is a Baltimore native. Yeah, what is it? The, this the Argyle Group or what's it Argyle called? Argyle Group. That's good, right? For Orioles fans, yeah. I, I oh, saw yeah. on Twitter were really yeah. happy. And Ripken is involved with this group too. I mean, how could he not be? You can't sneeze in Baltimore without Cal Ripken giving you the okay. I mean, like last year, <laughs> last year the Baltimore Orioles had one of their best seasons in years, and the only low point besides the playoff loss was Angelo's family wanting to get rid of the play-by-play guy. Remember that? Oh yeah. yeah. For just pointing out like that they hadn't hey, won. Hey, we're winning road games now. Yeah, right. Get that guy out of here. Literally suspended him. Thank you so much, Peter. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. See you guys on the phones. We'll get back to you in just a moment. We've got sound from Jerry Jones. We're playing it for you next. Maggie Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. You know, big show debate that's going on behind the scenes here, and it's a simple question, doesn't have a simple answer, which is I just posed to Perloff, are we overthinking all this Super Bowl analysis? Does it just come down to the fact that the 49ers defense might not be good enough yeah. to win a Super Bowl? Is that just period, the end? We don't have to talk about anything else. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know if you heard Alex Smith, former Niners and Chiefs quarterback, said that the other day. He said the key is this Niners defense is not good. But I think the Niners defense, which got gashed really the last two games, yep. in the rain even against Green Bay and then Detroit, Kansas City does not play like that. Detroit is a top three offense. Kansas City's 10th this year. And you saw against the Ravens, they ball controlled from, they had one good drive. And even those drives, a bunch of six-yard passes. Did did Mahomes throw downfield more than twice the entire game? Did you see any long passes? What's the Niners' weakness? They're secondary. 
I don't think Kansas City has any interest on picking on them. I think they're going to ball control them. So See, I think that the, the Niners are not going to get gashed like they did against Detroit. Okay, I think totally opposite. I think this is going to be a, a tougher assignment for the 49ers yeah. defense playing against the Chiefs for a couple reasons. The way the Mahomes can use the middle of the field with Kelsey. The, that, the Lions did that too, right? Well, yeah, but I'm saying they can do that. Like yeah. they, The Lions hurt the 49ers by using the middle of the field with Amon Ross St. Brown and with Laporta. You can do that if you are the Chiefs. And you have this run game. I mean, does... Isaiah Pacheco look like Aaron Jones or look like Jameer Gibbs? No, but it doesn't run the same way. But, man, he's effective. So you're going to be able to run the ball. And then I give you the upgrade of Mahomes at quarterback, how he's able to keep plays alive, his scrambling ability, all that stuff. Like, I, I it, the, the Chiefs don't do anything right now. They're playing in such a clean way that they don't do anything to put themselves behind the sticks. So you're yeah. not looking at third and longs where Nick Bosa can tee off and try to get to Mahomes. Right, but Mahomes is not going to – I disagree. He's, they're not going to throw it downfield. I mean, the Lions have a much more explosive passing offense than the Chiefs. I mean, what was the Chiefs' offense against – they're going to do the same thing they did against the Ravens. Check down, check down, check down. Rasheed Rice screen, Rasheed Rice screen, Travis Kelsey – I can't. I honestly don't even remember any deep passes. Well, by they had Kansas a couple, City. like you know, third down conversions to Kelsey. So those the, are over ten yards, not over twenty. Yeah. And then the ceiling one to MVS. Right, which was the, the game which ceiling. was about it. Yeah, okay, but that was a different situation. Uh, I think honestly, Kansas City's been so conservative lately because they don't have the receivers right. that I think San Francisco gets a little. It's a little easier for them. I I agree with you. The weakness is the defense. Obviously, they have the. I think they have the. This is the best, second best offense in the league. Their offense is great. We right. know that. I don't know what is, but why is the defense bad? Can we ask that too? Isn't there? It's got to be the coaching, right? I'm, I'm sorry, Steve Wilkes took over a defense that was top three in the league, and now they've fallen off dramatically. It's well, got to be the scheme. Well, I think there's. Listen, they weren't tackling in the first half against the Lions, and they. I think they were totally on their heels. Maybe with that speed, they lost Hufanga, who you know was one of their safeties. You're talking about the middle of the field being open. Well. You know, you lose one of your all pro or pro bowl safeties. And I, they had weeks though, to make up for that. Yeah, they, I mean, that didn't happen recently. That happened what back in early December. I, yeah. Nufanga is a, a fifth round pick. He's, he's is outstanding. Good, but still you have on the offensive line, you have Eric Armstead, who's a star. You, have, you pay yeah, for Javon Hargrave, yeah. a defense line. You pay for Javon Hargrave. You brought in Chase Young and all you have is Nick Bosa. I don't understand what's happening here. So I agree with the defense is a vulnerability. I'll bet you the Chiefs would like a similar game plan from last week. What do you? What's the last thing you want to do if you're the Chiefs? Let Christian McCaffrey start running all over you. So I think the Chiefs are going to play keep away on offense. Yeah, but you can't. I think the Chiefs need to be more. Uh, they can't just sit on a two-touchdown lead. I, like I they think, did against Baltimore? Uh, you can't. You cannot. I, I, mm. I, if you don't score in the second half of this game, I think the Chiefs' defense is really good, but that – you are you're taking your life in your hands there if you try to be that conservative. Yeah. I think at times it wasn't just so conservative. The Ravens' defense actually is very good. Definitely. And they just didn't want to give them an inch. Well, I think Mahomes has been so interception-averse, though, lately. Why would that change in the Super Bowl? The guy's not putting the ball anywhere near the defense. Yeah, 855-212-4CBS. That's the question. Is the 49ers' defense... Is this the real Achilles heel weak link? Can they not win the Super Bowl with this defense? 855-212-4CBS. We get to that Jerry Jones sound that I promised. We'll do that next. Maggie and Perloff. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.